0: If you ask, if you asked your mom, you know she would do that thing where like she puts something down slightly harder. Oh, I could. I could then just I would setting not. it down, and she she just stares straight ahead, not looking at you, and goes, <sighs> "She's caught
1: me <laughs> with porn <laughs> shit." For
0: but but everyone knows that mom. The look, The Last right? thing she
1: wants to talk about with me is sex-related stuff.
0: But 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 you know that mom look right, like where you ask a question and it's and, and your mom just like, oh yeah, she puts something down and it's like, yeah i don't need this in my life right now <laughs> and david she, and then she looks at you how <laughs> dare you ask me that <laughs> <It's> like... yeah <laughs> pretty much yeah just like yeah, i used to get that all the time when i'd be like mom can i have 20 bucks <laughs>
1: the audacity
0: i just got paid just went grocery shopping we paid our bills we're fucking broke welcome to super movie brothers <laughs> let's start the show Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I am your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. And this is episode 242, the one without any big reviews. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I think what this week is, 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 is taught us, given the news that we're going to go out, go through the news, we only have one news story, Jay. Mm. And it's that don't expect much out of 2021, <laughs> movie-wise. Once again, don't expect much. Yes, uh, and we'll we'll get to that in in the news. But before we do that, Jay, uh, I'm still here, obviously. Like uh, Lauren has not gone into labor. This is true, um, and it just turns out that she is in extreme discomfort. Mm. It's like it's ready, yeah, but not enough. You know, I want that. I want that little chest burster to just come. Poof. <laughs> like right now, and let's get this over with. In
1: due time. In, in due, due time. time. Yeah. But
0: now she's. Uh, hey, you know, I'm.
1: I'm. I'm not complaining.
0: I can't say this enough. I feel. I feel terrible for my wife. I know the amount of discomfort <sighs> that she's in. You, I know I, that I, it's like.
1: I can't imagine
0: this. Is, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I gotta feel like she.
1: Guys you, couldn't do this.
0: Shit. You know how like I and, and you 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 go to the gym and stuff like that. see so like you know like when you're like when you're you're laying down, and you're doing a bench press, and you feel like one of those. One of those pimples on your back, and you're like, "That's got to go." You know what I mean? Oh, okay. And it's going to bother you until oh, the, until right, that thing, right, until right. That I got thing, you. I got that you. That pops. Yep, yep. That's that's Lauren's feeling just as a human being, <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get this all
1: over the place. It's got all times. It's got to pop.
0: We got to get this out. But no, I mean, like her legs hurt, her back hurts, her her yeah. her you know her her entire lower region is just like in pain in general. She's uncomfortable. She can't sleep. And there's literally. Nothing I can do for her except tell be her a sounding board. Right. You know? Except tell her that I don't I can't imagine what it feels like. And that's it. It's for me not to pretend, not to compete, not to say like sure. that's the only thing I can do is just be like, you're in a lot of pain and I feel really bad. Can I do something for you? And that's about it. Like that's all I can do.
1: You're an amazing husband.
0: No. Listen I'm a, to you. I'm listen to terrible you. Husband. Uh, I'm, a terrible husband. I'm a terrible husband. I'm still gonna make her cook dinner and do the dishes tomorrow. Her <laughs> <ever> foot <put> pregnant <laughs> in the kitchen, that's how we do it in this house. <laughs> But, uh, Jay, let's get started off with, what are you watching? What are you watching? What are we watching? He's trying to watch some illegal channel. Oh, he's watching. No, no, no. Go past this. Past this part. In fact, never play this again. All right, Jay, I did watch uh, two new movies that I'm going to talk about. Cool. But before we get into what I watched and what you watched, respectively, uh, from a distance, you know, apart, let's talk about something we watched together. Ooh. In that you texted me and said, you should watch this. And then I did said thing
1: uh, because I it, love this. I love when Dave does
0: this. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's so rare. <laughs> last, last week you, you had watched a movie that I had asked you to watch. You okay. just so So yes. you watched The Vast of Night.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So Very, I, I'll just start. I mean, you know, we, we don't have to go into it in too much detail. We talked about it a little bit or you did last week. And
0: was I, it everything I said it was.
1: Yeah, and I, I agree, and I think, I think this is one of those kind of films where you could re-watch this and get just as much enjoyment off of it, mm-hmm. because it's a great mood piece, and it's very focused, and it's very tight. Vindication! And I really enjoyed it, and it's one of those things at the time, I told you, it reminded me of like a sped-up cadence of the way the two main lead actors talked. yes. And I know that was on purpose, and I know it's kind of like a good time period. Well, he's a radio thing.
0: DJ. Radio DJs Correct. Talk, talk fast. And it's, yeah. You know,
1: in, in, in a certain place in in middle America. Hey,
0: all you cool cats and kittens, we're going to play the new sure. record from the Beach Boys.
1: And I think for me, at times, it, it was a little disorienting because it's a right. lot. You know, it's a lot to retain at one time. So. That was literally my
0: only. But what I love is when she calls him back. out on the bullshit, where she's just like, "Why the fuck do you do that?" And it's like, "Why do I do what? Why do you change your voice when you're on the radio?" Because that's what professionals do. And like, they start like arguing back and <laughs> forth, and I was like, "It's true. Like, you kind of do change your voice a little bit when you know you're when you know you turn you're on. Being yeah, you turn you turn yourself on. It's not so much of. Vo-
1: it's almost not even. It maybe can be a voice for some people, but I think for me, it's me like. I have to turn my brain on. Almost. I'm half. Like I have to, like, sharpen up. I have to be focused.
0: I'm half and half. Sometimes I'll wipe myself up for the show. You do. Sometimes no, you, I do won't, you
1: do. But. You do. I, 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 I do like that every once in a while. I get a, I get a kick out Yeah. It. Yeah. Usually. I, I, I do laugh at myself because I know when you're doing it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm turning it up. When you're turning it up. And, yeah. It's turn just Dave it to it's 11. Just, it's just Dave to 11. But yeah, yes. no, I, I, I really enjoyed that movie. I thought it had I'm a great
1: conclusion, it. and I think it hit on all the right um buttons that it needed to do for an effective Mystery thriller horror esque alien yeah.
0: invasion type movie. I think you thought the ending was a little bit more ambiguous than it really was, though. We won't spoil it because I still um, want people to check out the Vast of Night on yeah, Amazon Prime. But it's 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 pretty
1: clear. I it's mean, clear. It does it does. It's I clear. guess you could say to some people it might be ambiguous, but it's not. It's 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 clear. If you listen to their conversation <laughs> with the old woman, it's clear. Sure, sure it's clear sure. what happened. Yeah. And, clear. and well, yeah, yeah, but um, I I really point, I really enjoyed
0: it. But let's let's give people a hook. But that poor baby didn't ask for that. <laughs> you know what that I
2: mean. That is true.
1: <laughs> the poor baby. That poor didn't, baby. Poor baby that. And you're right. Had a that. great score. You know, the score was great. visually. I didn't, cinematography was not cinematography. I said fantastic. the score was
0: good, but I didn't. I didn't convey why because the score is is this weird amalgamation of like a sci-fi slash horror score, but also this level of of. Mysticism and whimsy that goes along with it. Like, it'll go into like these, which is like, it's 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 very like sci fi, but then it'll go like, yeah. Yeah." And and remember, guys, this is
1: like in like, you know, middle America 1950s. So, you know, the cinematography was so great because it was very authentic. And the way the director shot a lot of things was, you know, dimly lit. It's in the middle of the night. You know, there's no,
0: in the desert. Right. There's not many
1: lights around so you, you see a lot of characters you know and, yeah. and 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 again back then you know this girl she has no car she's not used to being in did cars. you so she's
0: used to running or walking to house to house so she's running all over town did you notice that like in all the scenes in the background there was nothing yeah, you know I mean, like the scene yeah. will start you off in, let's say, the front of the radio station, right? But then it'll take you out back. Yeah, and he's standing, and yeah. out back, uh, there's under,
1: underdeveloped areas. Yeah, there's just desert. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like when, sure.
0: so like, the, the, hence the name, the vast of night is like beyond the borders of this town mm-hmm. is vastness. Yeah, it's yeah. nothing. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it might as well be an island in a sea of sand.
2: I don't like sand. It's coarse. Rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere.
0: But anyway, I'm glad you enjoyed Vast of Night. Yes, I, hope, you I hope now that we've talked about it two episodes in a row, people will check it out. And then reach out to us. Let us know what you thought of it. Uh, but the movie that you assigned to me, because I assigned to you the Vast of Night, you assigned to me Loose.
1: Yes. Not
0: L-O-O-S-E. Not the way you want your girl to be. Mm. You know, after you've been in there beating them guts up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about Loose. L-U-C-E. L-U-C-E. I-, I-, I believe it's a Latin word that means light.
1: When I first met my mother, she couldn't pronounce my name. My father suggested that they rename me. They picked Luce, which means light. If you Googled model student, Luce Edgar's picture would come up on the computer. Given Luce's background, you and Peter must have faced quite a few challenges. The language barrier, the culture shock. I mean, you don't pull a kid out of a war zone and have him turn out like Luce without a lot of help. Which is why this is so difficult. Difficult? Last week, he wrote a paper in which he argued that violence was a necessary
0: cleansing force. You you teach this? I don't. What? This! This is the story of a young man. Who was taking out? Who was taken out of a? I I think it's an unnamed third world African country. I believe so. War torn. Yeah. uh, That his parents. Uh, essentially i believe like she was probably doing doctors without borders and he was like th- they were humanitarians in this terrible right. country war-torn country they met this child they got pictures of him they adopted him and they brought him back to america after years upon years of of therapy mm-hmm. and and schooling and stuff he joined a high school and is now the valid victorian and essentially the model Student an athlete. Been, yeah. An athlete who's been put up on a pedestal by white people, by black people, by everybody. Teachers, They're like,
1: parents. You I mean- are
0: the pinnacle of everything until one teacher kind of challenges his status quo as that. Mm-hmm. And we kind of get to start peeling back the layers of this person. Um, of, very of subtly loose.
1: and in yeah. a very peculiar and, and unique way that you don't see in films
0: often at all.
1: This was a hundred
0: percent a thriller. Like that's the way I would put it. Like this right. is a, a thriller. A
1: thriller that you wouldn't expect to be a thriller. And no. and I think and, and a character driven thriller that, like I said, is very nuanced in many ways, and and you can see. How nuanced it is at the by the end of the film, yeah. um, when you really reflect back upon
0: it, oh, it's yeah. it's
1: very interesting. Um,
0: so I'll say this: the cast is fantastic. Naomi it really Watts is, really pay, is. plays the mother. You know, I mean, everyone knows Naomi Watts is great. Uh, Tim Roth plays the father, which I think he does he does an okay job with what with what he was given. He wasn't given a, it was, it was, a huge role. It was solid. It was solid. I, I don't think his emotional turns were quite as impactful, effective. I know as I know. Naomi Watts's are supposed sure. to be. So um, he's he's. Well, Naomi Link- Watts definitely had a more trickier role. Exactly. For sure. Um, but I think the person who blows it away is Octavia Spencer, especially in that final yeah. scene where she's talking with Luce. She mm. plays the teacher who's kind of blowing the you know, peeling back the layers of the onion that is Luce. She has that final scene with him and and, and it really encompasses the whole movie. Like, why these two why Luce and, and the teacher, Miss Wilson, have been opposing forces. Sure. Um, because they have two completely different viewpoints of black in America and what it means to uplift each other, right? Right, right. Like, you know, in, in his mind, he couldn't understand why she would do this to one black student, yeah. but not to him. And that, that to him and, is wrong. And then in yeah. the end, she's like, no, no, no. I did that to him because by doing it to him, I raised you up above him. That's he's in his in his mind. I I don't see the difference. Mm. Like I don't know what's going. Like you know what I mean. Uh, but like because of his background, because mm-hmm. he was a kid who learned to fire a gun before he learned to drive a car, he meets things with such aggression, unseen, like an eye for an
1: eye type situation, kind of viewpoint aggression. Right. Now. right. Right, absolutely unseen. It's so amazing. It's and oh, it's unseen even for the viewer. And I don't want to. I really don't, don't want to spoil, spoil anything at all. Yeah, I don't want to spoil, it, but um, I also
0: don't want to oversell it either because sure. this movie's not oh, for everybody. Oh yes, yes. This, I, this
1: would everybody. be like a Jay's Indie Corner type of thing that I would normally bring right. up.
0: This um, this got some thumbs up around the the festival circuit time in it, 2019 when it came it's,
1: out. It's this is hard to market. Like, like it is, you know, unless it's if it's not getting awards hype um it's gonna be hard to market this i, I mean, would how, how you get you're not gonna I spend would say money this, on commercials for this
0: it's a b plus for me this movie loose because i think it without a message right all it's doing is essentially making an argument at the end of its film mm-hmm. which is an argument that is open-ended and mm-hmm. it's just yeah. kind of like ends it's like there it is yeah there's what's been going on the whole time you knew it in the back of your mind you kind of like felt it you felt the tension between all the characters and stuff but now we're going to put it on front street and then we're just going to end it we're just going to let it but it's it it, we're gonna let that makes you stir
2: what 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 well, I suggest you let that one merit.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it stuck with me. It stayed with me a little bit. Um, I, think, the very I I don't end, think it but, stuck
0: with me as long. You know, I think like maybe I thought about it for about fifteen minutes after I watched it. Well, that's about for me too. Yeah. And, and, and I but like, I mean, it, but know, it was it, is what it, is. it,
1: it was uh, effective. And let's we have to of course give a shout out to Calvin Harrison Jr. who plays loose. Who plays loose? Yeah. Um, I've previously hyped him up on in the movie Waves. He was very strong and actually a semi similar type of character to be honest. Uh, arc. And, um, and then, you know, I think the first thing I saw him in was It Comes at Night. And I do really enjoy that movie as I well. I love that movie. And um, I'm movie. actually kind of due for a rewatch of that movie because <laughs> I kind of... I think it's still on Amazon know, Prime. I don't forget, I think it is. Or somewhere.
0: Me and, and, me and Lauren went to see that in movie theaters and I was like... I loved the whole pull the rug under the uh, uh, from under your sure. feet uh, uh, from the audience where it's like this is not a straightforward horror movie this is more of like a psychological thriller. Yeah. Lauren was very unhappy about that. She was like, oh,
1: "It's more up my alley." That's why I was happy about.
0: It. Where's my monster? It's like, <laughs> oh no, there there is no monster. <laughs> there is no monster. Who's the monster? Uh-oh. Your own psyche. That's the monster. Yeah, even better. Yeah, even better. Right? And um, my wife was like, "I'm not buying the shit." <laughs> It's like, I bought it wholesale. Anyway, uh, very polarizing <laughs> movie. It comes at night. Yeah, know,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw it in a the theater, and I, I definitely am well overdue to uh, check it out. Also, yeah. should be
0: said, it's an A24 film, which mm-hmm. is something that you, yep. you I, know.
1: It's one of the things I jerk e- off to. Yeah, yeah. you, you, you <laughs> eagerly wipe its come from your check. All
0: A24 films. You're just like, Ugh.
1: Love it. Love it. Yeah, you, you can't you, go wrong. Yeah, you, it's wor- you know, automatically, it's it's worth a watch, possibly.
0: Man. Maybe not Ghost Story. I was never really in love with the Casey Affleck Ghost I, Story I one. But I'd, I'd anyway. like the ambition. Right. I like the ambition uh, idea of it. But no, So so Loose, I think it's definitely worth the watch. I think it's worth the time. Like I said, it's not for everybody. What I suggest is like kind of like what I did with Lauren, where I was like, I put the trailer on before I put the movie on, and mm-hmm. I was like, this is the movie. And she was like, yeah, that seems... Seems interesting. I want. I kind of want to know more. Would you like to know more? Um, oh, did she watch it? Yeah, she watched it with me. Oh, so so she enjoyed it. too. so. Oh, interesting. So I. Okay. I, I, that's what I suggest. It's streaming for free on Hulu if you have Hulu. So uh, it's L U C E. You have to search it because I went into the movies uh, and I even went to Independence on my uh, on my Hulu account and I didn't find it. Yeah, and, I had to search L U C E. And, and I it. I
1: actually found this. Uh, movie I never heard of it until on Twitter this random like game you know how Twitter does like certain things like do whatever like I think this was like show like six stills of a movie that you think is a masterpiece or or something like that
0: I wouldn't go so far to say this movie is a masterpiece
1: well it, it maybe not a man it was something like that it was something like that and i was like what the hell is this film b plus never is, heard of. is
0: my score for the movie
1: but. uh yeah i mean this is not a new release everybody this came out in 2019, 2019 but uh for me i think i oh boy i didn't even think about it great i think it's definitely between an a and a minus for me okay somewhere in that ballpark All
0: right. very interesting very interesting I really
1: movie. enjoyed it really was surprised i and, remember being drawn effective in it was i remember being drawn tricky.
0: in and immediately you know cutting through the bullshit of loose and just being like i know what's going on here yeah you think you're smarter than everybody is what it comes down to
1: yeah well and, and he is in a lot of ways well, i mean it turns but, out he is <laughs> He's
0: yeah. very much smarter than everybody <laughs> smarter than to me too <laughs> but uh, but like yeah it th- that doesn't mean that like i was very much on tim roth's side a lot of the time where it's mm-hmm. like cut the shit you know what i mean like because he called his son out a few times.
1: Yeah, you just want him to start being a little bit more man up and be a little bit more upfront and honest. And he's like the reverse. He, Mel- he knows
0: he's like the reverse Nelson Mandela. He, it's 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 pretty wild.
1: It's really wild. I mean, cool. it, I really am, I was impressed with this with the writing the writing yeah. of this. It's so script. hard to
0: talk about this Woo. without like getting into details. So me and Jay like really can't because uh, we know. just like the vast of night. We want you guys to watch yes. loose.
1: We have two great strong. Uh, you know, very powerful, effective, nuanced, small films, but very worth your time. Right. And A lot of critical praise
0: for both of them, yeah. and they're and free for Movie Bros. you. And yeah. I mean, they're, they're available for you to check out on Hulu and on Amazon Prime for The Vast of Night and, Luce, uh, and Hulu for uh, Loose. So check them out. Let us know what you think. Reach out to us on the socials. We'll drop them at the end of the show. All right, Jay, what else besides Vast of Night and Loose did you get down to watching this week? Finally saw about time. I've been watching wrestling too long because when you said finally, I was I like I immediately went to finally the rock has come back to Super Movie Bros. <laughs> well, his TV <laughs> show trailer
1: just dropped. <laughs> that looks a little I'm not gonna know. watch that. I don't it's know. It's from the one.
0: same people who make Young Sheldon, and let me tell you how many episodes of Young Sheldon I've watched. <laughs> Zero. I caught anyway. five minutes once while I was on at my parents' house. I went, What the fuck is this shit?
1: Yeah, I never watch any of this. Sh- I, I'm not a sitcom guy usually.
0: Not anymore. I can't. I can't. do. I watch a few sitcoms. The Unicorn I like with uh, Walton Goggins where he plays a guy whose wife died and uh, he's getting back into the dating game Okay, while dating while raising teenage girls. Rob Corddry plays one of his best friends. Like, you know, I like the people in it is what it came down to. And it's not shot like a, your average sitcom and stuff like that. It's sure. A, it's a fun show. It's fun. But very few sitcoms do I watch yeah, so this this film this came out
1: you know a little while back and 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 he and this is from Richard Curtis, and Richard Curtis is the writer director, and he's done some really incredible things i think and and you and know, for
0: those of you keeping track at home, this is a movie that I've been on j you have been to watch, and I don't for know why. probably
1: like ten years almost it's it's been a while, I know. Um, you know, he, I think his latest film that he wrote was I'm here's, not sure if he directed it, but it was yesterday.
0: Here's how old this movie is. This movie came out and I went on a date with somebody else that wasn't Lauren <laughs> to, to watch it. Right.
1: Um, I'm, hold on, let me look, let, uh, let me look it up.
0: It is it Came out in 2013. So. Thank you. Yes, 2013. Like, Ooh, gosh. The year before I started dating my wife. Yeah.
1: It's so good. It's just so good, and and the way they touch on time travel in this film um, is such a d- distinctive. It's a nice and 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 very well thought out way of using it, right?
0: But it's nice because it's that's a ro- relatable. It's a rom- It's a romantic movie.
1: It's a romantic movie. It's with a romantic the,
0: with the sci-fi element of time travel. A very
1: small sci-fi element to it, but. Um, Like light-hearted comedy, but also dramatic.
0: Time travel is not explained. The rule, the rules of time travel are explained. They're They're within
1: the male, the males of this family. They can just time travel. They 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 have a simple way. They know how to time travel. There are some repercussions to that time travel for certain things. I
0: love it, and. It, it all kind of makes sense.
1: It just it <laughs> this makes sense.
0: This is an old movie, so I don't mind spoiling it. The part that kills me is when he time travels back before one of his children was born. Yeah. I, I, the father yeah. I know. I know. And and like his dad taught like you once a child is born, and, and, and you can goodbye, no longer go back past that point. So like when I watched this with my wife, like uh a couple months ago, I remember telling her, It's like, that's it. Like I can never go back past like I can never change anything about my life past the the time that Logan was conceived because Right. The child will never exist.
1: Right. Right because all the subtleties of and I life can't do that. I can't. would change whatever shot right, i can't that, wipe my you know,
0: child from existence yeah
1: because otherwise you know you might think you did it correctly and it could be a boy this time right you know or, or instead of a girl or whatever like it and now and like just don't know uh, and
0: what i just told her was like recently like when i mentioned that you were watching it i i mentioned to her i was like again yeah from the date that this child was conceived i cannot go past that date now yeah And she's like, you can't time travel. I was like, not yet. I can't. (laughs) Well, once I figure it out. But once I can, (laughs) I can never go past 2020. I always have to, like, the furthest back I can go is 2020. God, now maybe so bad for you. Maybe when I'm in my 60s, I, like, I, I'll figure out something that I can change to make my life better by going back. But right now, if I want to sure. make my life better, the only way to do it is to wipe out my relationship with my wife, to wipe out my relationship with my daughter, and to wipe out my, my, my future son and like to change my life. And it's like, do I do that at this point? No, I obviously can't. No. But I totally would. <laughs> okay, no, okay, no, but but no, you can't. But like, that's one of the interesting aspects of the film. Yes, but also like, Tom Hall Gleason's a fucking treasure. Like, I love that dude. Of course he is. And, uh,
1: and you know, Billy. Rachel Nye, McAdams is solid as always.
0: Billy Nye plays his plays his father perfectly. Fucking treasure. Yeah, not from not from our country, but you know, treasures of another country.
1: <laughs> and they are. They really are. And you know, it's just it it it's it's so pitch perfect for this kind of film, and I loved it, and I absolutely. Absolutely, I
0: like, like, ran with like this. I like I described WandaVision, I don't love this movie, but I find this movie charming as fuck.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's I, very I, I don't, don't want to say this is one of my uh, rewatchability type films where I'm going to be you know. Oh, I've seen it at least time.
0: three times.
1: Well, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I see myself watching it maybe every two years, something like that. Because um, there's a lot, there's a lot of great stuff in it, you know, and it touches on a lot of good things. And the message at the end. Of really, you know, one of the great ones was actually messages was like, now try this experiment. Go and live your life and then go back and relive it the exact same way. But really appreciate, s- appreciate it. Take a step back and soak it all up and enjoy right. every moment. I do of love it. that. And and you see the subtleties of change that you can do within your day to day life. One of my favorite. And how much it brightens everybody, not just your life, but everybody around you. One of
0: my favorite moments more, is everyone up. he continually goes back to a holiday scene where uh, him and his dad are in the den or in the right. basement playing billiards together because. They're British. They don't play pool. It's building. No, it's table tennis. Yeah. Oh, they're playing table table tennis. tennis. Table tennis. Okay. So they're playing table tennis together, and he has to confess to his dad, like, my wife's pregnant again. But at this point in time, she hasn't had a baby. But his dad fully understands what he's talking about. Right. His dad knows that in this conversation, he's time traveling.
1: Mm-hmm. He says,
0: "This is the last time I'm going to get to see you." Yeah. And it's like, wow. Like that's, yeah. it's kind of big. It's kind of, it's, it says not in his father, but like he, he knows his son.
1: This is his last time. So he knows the weight of what his son is. His son can bearing
0: his father dies and he's able to time travel and go back in time and spend time with his father. And since his father was able to time travel too, he knows that you can only go backwards and you're going to go backwards so far before you change everything irreplicably. And when his son tells him it's the last time I'm going to get to see you, it's not the last time the father's going to get to see the son, but he knows that it's the son's last time seeing the father. Yeah. After because the father's dead at that point when the second when the it's second heavy. child's conceived. And yeah. it's like it's this it's this very small moment in the movie, but they they do put the appropriate amount of weight on it. And just the understanding between between Billy and I it, it was just the right amount. As a former time traveler sure. and his son, who's a current time traveler, it's just like it's a nice interesting twist to to the formula and I I think I think it's I think it's charming as fuck. Yes.
1: Yes it is. And, so uh it, This is it,
0: on Netflix, right?
1: It is. Yeah. So It is. It's been on Netflix for a while and it it's is. been in my queue for a while. Yeah. And I uh I don't know why I I've probably I put been it on, on you to
0: watch this probably since like 2013 since I I've watched I, it
1: so. And and when it came out, I I I, I surprised I never watched it I I don't know why and it took eight years I I don't understand why and I love Richard uh Richard Curtis I mean you know he 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 does all these great films my god I mean we we love all these kind of things from him I mean you know he does um you know like I just said like I think bef- the latest one that he did was yesterday that he wrote and Danny Boyle directed I like but, like yesterday. pirate radio love I like actually yesterday. I know, know
0: I know people don't like yesterday like it, it got a little bit of flack when it came out
1: I still haven't seen it. I,
0: I think yesterday's charming as fuck too. So,
1: but yeah, he he's a he's a treasure, and he doesn't do enough. And I I think he's a little too old to do any more films right now. But Pirate Radio is an unsung hero. It is. It is too. It's another great British comedy. I fucking that's, love that movie. It's so much fun, uh, uplifting, and again fun. I mean, it, it's just he he's he has a way of. He's a great writer, but he's also great at tone and keeping things yeah feeling correct within right. the within the wrappings of a movie well, and right. um yeah and 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 this was a great one for me so thank you for much. thank you for that all
0: right so uh i i just, just keep it in theme with what we've been watching this is a pretty rambly show uh so i apologize for that but uh i i checked out y- you know like jay's aware of my disease jay knows that i have uh, a thing where like once I love something, I almost have to digest every aspect of it as much as I possibly can. So I love Jurassic Park, which mm. means I, I have to endure The Lost World from time to time because <laughs> there's moments that I like in The Lost Sure, world. Sure, sure. Um, and I even have to choke down Jurassic Park 3 from time to time. And Jurassic World, I actually... Ex- somewhat enjoyed, even if it is much like The Force Awakens, where it's a repeat of the original, um, Mm. with a twist. Mm. Um, And then uh, I rarely ever go back to Fallen Kingdom, (laughs) just as as rarely as I possibly can. But uh, on Netflix, there's a a series, and it's called Camp Crustaceous. Okay. Uh, So the Cretaceous period was technically the period that most of the dinosaurs that exist within Jurassic Park actually existed, but no one wants to call it Crustaceous Park, so it's Jurassic Park. So Camp Cretaceous is a group of kids who all are given access to Jurassic World during its height, during the Jurassic World film uh, that was made by Colin Trevorrow, mm-hmm. and they're part of Camp, Camp Cretaceous, and what they do – I'm saying the word wrong because I'm like half shot in the ass um, – Cretaceous, Cretaceous, Cretaceous.
1: Cretaceous.
0: Now try to say it three times fast. I probably
1: Cretaceous, do. Cretaceous, Cretaceous. It's yeah, not bad. That's pretty good. It's not bad for you. I know, for me for sure. <laughs> for
0: me, I'd be like crustacean, crustacean, <laughs> cretaceous. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so anyway, these kids go there and it's basically supposed to be like behind the scenes access to Jurassic World and stuff like that. And they're they're learning about the dinosaurs and, and a little bit about how the dinosaurs are made and stuff like that. They do activities. It's a camp. A camp. They're all they're all teens, like yeah, young sure. teens and stuff. And then uh in the first season, we're we're kind of introduced to it and we're gonna we're kind of going through that. But there's a little bit of mystery because one of the girls is kind of like this investigative journalist, like YouTube personality. Um and she's trying to investigate aspects of it. You find out that one of the kids is actually a spy from another rival corporation to engine And there is also the fact that the end of the first season is the escape of the Adon of the Indominus Rex and the destruction of Jurassic world. So like it ties itself right into the movies. And then the second season is the kids left on the Island. All the fairies left, everyone's off the Island and it's just these four or five kids essentially stuck on the Island with the, with the dinosaurs and trying to survive. Uh, you know, every episode they're running from a new threat uh, and, and they're still unwrapping the mysteries of Injun and Jurassic world. And I really enjoyed it. Like, despite the fact that it's TV Y7 and, you know, it's it's clearly marked for a younger audience. Like, I'll say this. In season one, no one is eaten by a dinosaur. No one is killed. Okay. Good to know. Season two ages with its audience a little bit. Oh, okay. Several people are eaten uh. by dinosaurs.
1: <laughs> I guess you have to go there. I mean, you know, it's that's just... what you do.
0: Like when I watch Clone Wars, the, the first couple seasons of Clone Wars very much were like these very kid friendly stuff. And but as it progressed, it gets into deep, heavy emotions, it almost ages itself with its audience. And I think that's what great cartoons do. Um, and I'm not calling this a great cartoon, I'm just saying if you're a Jurassic Park fan, okay, you'll get something out of it. If you're a Jurassic what Park fan and you have kids. You'll definitely get something out of watching it with them. It is Netflix. So I watched Oh, okay. I watched the first season with Logan. And when I realized Logan doesn't love dinosaurs or Jurassic Park as much as me, the moment I realized that was when I you got
1: another shot coming up. Right, Don't worry.
0: I got to I got <laughs> to the season finale and I was like, You ready to watch it? And she goes, No, I'm gonna go play with toys. I'm like, but it's the season. Like, <laughs> what? It's the fucking season you don't f- have my illness? It's the f-
1: You're not my daughter. <laughs> it's the fucking season
0: finale. So like, I, I remember shutting oh, it off. Oh, man. I remember shutting it off, and I was like, I, I'll come back to this when she's ready. She'll she'll ask me to, to watch it. She never did, and it's probably been about six months now. So I was like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to watch. This. You're still holding this grudge. I'm yeah. going to watch the season finale of it by yeah. myself, Yeah, and then I'm going to watch the whole second season now that it's out. And uh, I did. And I did. And my child hurt my feelings just a little bit. Mm-hmm. She still loves Ghostbusters, which is great, but All right. <laughs> Jurassic Park, not so much. There's still hope. Uh, you know, I, I think if you have kids and you like and, and you like Jurassic yeah, Park, I you mean, like dinosaurs. You know, dinosaurs, watch dinosaurs it. might not be for everybody. Yeah, I, I, I think it's an enjoyable fucking kid show, Good. and I, I'm definitely going to watch these. Yeah, there's a lot three.
1: of parents out there that need yeah. some recommendations.
0: You know, it's one of those things where it's like there's plenty of things my daughter watches that I can't fucking stand. Sure. Sure, But this is one of those things that like, if she were to watch it, I'd be like, no, I'm cool with this. I'll sit down and I'll watch this with you. And that's what it does really well. So I encourage parents to get your kids to watch something that's at least halfway cool. (laughs) It's a little cool. It's kind of fun. It's
1: also annoying.
0: It's it's also annoying at times because a lot of the kids are obviously like teens. So it's like. Like very modern like, teens to, yeah, yeah yeah it's very like kid friendly jokes and stuff like that okay. right like I, I i do want a little bit of blood and viscera from my dinosaur you know it tails but you know whatever you know we'll, I'll go with it yeah. take what i can yeah. get in I mean, the absence of uh Jurassic World uh, of season to
1: these kills were they bloody kills or are they just kind of like No, you, they're all oh, they're shiny all,
0: Johnny had an accident. No, they're off screen and implied. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Very. I, implied. I figured that. I figured that heavily
0: implied, but implied. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I, I encourage people to check it out. You know. Good. If you got if if you got the Rugrats, why not? Good, good, good. All right, Jay. and did you get down to watching anything else?
1: Nah, man. Just All you right. know,
0: a little Wandavision
1: that we'll talk about at the end of the uh, season.
0: So we're wa- we're running a little long. Um, but I did watch two newer movies that I did want to talk about. So, oh, okay. I'll talk about Greenland first. So, oh
1: yes, yes, I, yes.
0: Th- this is the Gerard Butler uh, natural disaster comet coming to Earth, gonna gonna destroy it. Sure. Uh, he is selected to To essentially go with a group of people who have all been selected by the government to survive in bunkers in Greenland. His kid is not allowed to go for a certain reason, which causes Gerard Butler to abandon uh, his salvation, his hope of being part of the humanity that survives this extinction level event. And they go on a whirlwind tale of survival to get to from america to greenland without using the proper channels that were put in front of him
2: we now are getting word that the fragment has hit central florida
1: wait are some more pieces gonna hit come on let's go
0: put the skies on fire two days they got it all wrong there's a ton of fragments planet killers Space agencies are predicting an extinction level event. We're going to be together.
2: All right, get them. We're just trying to get to safety. They've been tracking the military flights to bunkers in Greenland. It's their only chance.
0: I love movies about humanity's lack of humanity in the face of, you know, true obliteration, right? Like, I love that. That's part of the reason I love zombie movies because it's like the world's ending. And when the world's ending, you're gonna find out how shitty people really can be, and that's kind of like what Greenland is. You're you're finding out how shitty the world really can be, but you're also being reminded of how beautiful the world can be as well. And it's very, it's very upfront with that message. Um, it's a comet's heading to Earth, and Gerard Butler's just trying to get his family out. Is I would say like it's better than a lot of other movies of the same ilk. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. You know it. It it definitely like I think it's better than like Deep Impact, you know what I mean, which is very much like a similar movie. Okay, okay. Um, but it it at, at at its core, it still very much is like just this natural disaster movie. Like I would say, it's better than the Day After Tomorrow, which is the oh sure yeah, which is a serviceable movie. Yeah, yeah, serviceable movie. Yeah, uh, but I mean, and what this movie? Is, I mean, it's not worth the money. Like right now, it's nineteen ninety nine to still rent it right now. It's not worth that money. I wouldn't think so. Hands down, not worth that money. But you won't hate your time with it. And Gerard Butler is not bad in it. And believe me, I watched. I watched Angel has fallen. You know, whatever the other one, Olympus has fallen. London has fallen. I've seen him bad. <laughs> like I've seen him be bad and shit. Uh, so he I, might be trying to change a little bit. I would say this: it's like a C plus movie. Where it's like it's enjoyable enough. Okay, for you to I, be like, I, I get, I get you. It's a passing you. grade, yeah. but like it's not setting anyone's yeah. pants on fire. If you're stuck watching this movie, you're not gonna bitch. Oh, yeah, it's just it's it's a very paint by numbers destruction movie. But I enjoy everybody who's in it, and I think it's, I, I don't think it's a waste of time to watch it. It's definitely like shut your brain off and just have a have a good introspective time. I guess you would say a little bit. Very nice. Uh, then the other thing I watched was a movie called Our Friend.
2: Can we talk for a minute, Matt? It's going to get very hard. You're going to see things from Nicole never seen before. You don't need to do this alone. I can come and help you get to the other side of this. I'd love to have you. How long do you think you'll be up there? I'm hoping just
1: a couple weeks. I just want to make sure Matt gets back on his feet.
0: I usually make breakfast and dinner. Maybe you can take some of that weight off. Speaking of, us, was hoping you'd call me Grandma Dane. Sure. Molly, excuse me. I'm sure, I'll call you Grandma Dane. Thank you. I want to make a list. I'd like to write letters to the girls for certain milestones in their lives. I want to have blue hair. Molly, will you tell me when it's happening? It's not happening. Her entire life, she's
2: wanted to be the Grand Marshal of Mardi Gras. And
0: I want to sing on stage with Katy Perry.
2: That all seems pretty doable. Does it?
1: been gone for three months now i thought that you were going to be gone for a couple weeks what changed i got
0: here and i saw that one person can't do this job
1: yes i'm very envious that you called this uh
0: before i did so this has jason siegel casey affleck and dakota johnson casey affleck and dakota johnson are a coupled pair they are a married couple their best friend is played by jason siegel now she comes down with a form of inoperable cancer that. She's pretty much been given a year to live. Um, and Jason Siegel kind of comes to visit them at one point as their friend. He, he, he lives in a city that's several hours away from them. Uh, so they live in a small town uh, in Louisiana, and he lives in, in New Orleans. Uh, so he drives there to stay with them. Once he gets there, he finds out the state that they are in. He decides, oh, I'm going to stay a couple more weeks and help out. You know, so he takes his all of his time off from work. Sure. And he stays and he kinda helps out with their with their two girls, their two daughters and stuff. And what was just a trip to check in on his friends and and maybe bring a little levity to what he understands is probably a very dour situation for them turns into a you know, a two year long adventure for him where he is hmm living with his best friends and being part of their family and taking care of their children and them while they are going through probably what is the hardest time in their life. Um, I think you're soulless if you don't find a moment to feel something or cry throughout this movie because it has several of those moments for you. Uh, I think all the characters are pretty well fleshed out, um, and I think it does a a decent job of kind of showing you – you know kind of like the the not so pretty side of someone with cancer you know what i mean like a lot of movies that that deal with this subject always have this kind of like white filter over like the person who has cancer and stuff like that you know like and the people around them always rise to the occasion and in the end they kind of just fade away and everybody's like i'm glad we got that time and now nah, there's moments where Dakota Johnson's character literally they they talk about how like she it's spreading to her brain. She's, not going to be the same person and she she attacks them viciously and violently at times and says awful things and stuff and it's like no one ever really shows that 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 part of cancer in movies yeah you know what I mean like they they, they never show that what it's like to like I think I I think this movie did a great job at that I don't I don't think this movie did a a, a great job of really selling itself I don't think it really does a great job
1: as a movie itself right you know
0: what I mean like yeah so like tying it up this is based on an article that was written Okay. it's based on a true story so the article was actually written by the husband and it was called Our Friend which is why, which is where it gets title. Sure. And it's basically an article that is about Jason Segel's character moving in with them and kind yeah. of uplifting them and stuff like that. I guess that. it
1: can go either way, but...
0: Bringing levity, right. Sure, that makes sense. But, uh, you know, and, and it works in that aspect and it works and it works for, for this true life portrayal of this thing. However, I never really bought into Casey Affleck's character. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I never really... I don't think I got enough of living with the family that Jason Segel got. You know what I mean? Where like I really you felt the connection. Or where the bond. I really feel attached. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. And, yep. and I think for a movie like this to really hit home emotionally, I should feel extremely attached to, to Dakota Johnson. I should feel extremely attached to who Casey Affleck At the very him.
1: least, two out of the three. Right. Or or even if there's other side players. I do feel put-
0: attached to Jason Segel because okay. I think the movie doesn't... Obviously, it's called Our Friend. It's really about him. But... um. I, I think like they spent so much time trying to, trying to develop aspects of all three. They kind of failed to really develop a main character in this piece that really draws you in and 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 brings you brings you in. but I still really enjoyed it and I still think it's it's an interesting portrayal of a cancer story because like I said I don't think we get enough of those I think we get like this white filter through it and you know having lived with someone who who had cancer and who was terminally ill I can tell you it's not all fucking pretty and when you look back sure you may have the the, the great memories but you also have the memories of some bad shit too, so I, I think it did. I think it did that better than it did the rest of the film. Justice. I would say this movie is like a B minus, but okay, it's still it's still good. Yeah, I'm gonna still watch it again. I will still watch. Nineteen ninety nine is not worth the price point for right, it, but, but it's worth your time. S- s-
1: sure, I got gotcha. you.
0: Both this and Greenland.
1: Very say. good. I I hear you, and I I will catch it at some point. I mean you know some of those times are you know it's hard to make a movie when they're trying to make an authentic movie you know sometimes when it when it's based off of like it's the too nuts much. and bolts of right. hard-hitting real-life facts it's hard to make a polished film with that kind of thing and you know and it's it's really challenging and it's just like um I think it was what plagued beautiful boy when they tried to touch on that and beautiful
2: Bye. It's a beautiful <laughs>
1: bye. You know, touching on the real life story of this father son relationship with the son dealing with addiction. You know, and and I th- I think that's kind of what plagued that film, for example. You know, in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I they're right. still worth watching. There has know? to be it's a balance
0: between developing your character and the true life portrayal mm-hmm. of you know. And also, it's being based off of real people. But it doesn't mean that those real people did anything more than sign an agreement for them to make this movie. Sure, like, sure. You know, it, I, yeah,
1: I, it's I, rare that they're going to have the power to be a producer and have a say ex- in exactly. things.
0: You know to, to, you know, to really delve into their character. Yeah. Um, like, I, I would say it probably didn't do any of them a disservice. You know, it doesn't okay. paint anyone in, like, a terrible light or anything like that. But it's 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 an interesting introspective into this aspect that maybe some people haven't lived through. And for, uh, and for people who have lived through it, they watch it and go, Man, fucking a, it is kind of like that. You know, it is, yeah. it is, it, it isn't all fucking sunshine and fucking rainbows. And it definitely doesn't paint it in that picture either. Mm. Like it has its beautiful moments for sure, but it doesn't paint it in that picture whatsoever. So I respect it for that, but it's still a B minus, you know. All right, yeah, that's, so, that's fine. Uh, wait, wait for this and Greenland to no longer be nineteen ninety nine. If you want to pay five ninety nine to rent it, I don't think that's money bad badly spent. But um, if you want to wait till they're free streaming somewhere, our friend, my guess is, will probably be on Amazon Prime at some point. Mm. It is a gravitas ventures which always seems to find them find their way into okay. into a streaming service somewhere and i think it's usually amazon prime and greenland feels right at home on netflix at some point <laughs> so, uh you know it's it's kind of weird that now you're at the point where like you can watch movies and you you know what streaming service that they're gonna go to where it's like that is you funny. you fit there and yep. you fit there yeah <laughs> yep. yep. all right jay uh let's get into let's get into some brief news This week's news, it's it's kind of brief because every movie you were excited to see that isn't Warner Brothers is getting delayed. Warner Brothers obviously doesn't have to delay their shit because they're releasing it on HBO Max Look and at in that. theaters simultaneously. However, we did just find out that A Quiet Place 2 has now been delayed to September of 2021, previously supposed to come out on April 23rd, 2021. So now you got to wait till December for that. Now, Disney has announced that The Kingsman and the Bob's Burgers movie. Both have been delayed. First off, this is the first I'm hearing about a Bob's Burgers movie. I love Bob's Burgers. (laughs) Kind of excited for it. However, what we found out is that the Bob's Burger movie has been taken off of its April 29th, 2021 release and has not been given a new release date. But Kingsman has been removed. I'm sorry. Kingsman has been removed from its August 2020. august 20th 2021 release and has now been moved to october 22nd of 2021 so that's been moved quite a bit on on the on another side sony has announced a bunch of delays so morbius which was previously supposed to be released sometime i believe it was in march or april has now been pushed to january 21st 2022 yeah not good right sony also announced that the uncharted movie has been delayed as well as ghostbusters afterlife it's cinderella movie peter rabbit 2 and the runaway are all delayed so they do do a breakdown uncharted has moved from july 16th of 2021 and it's gone to february 11th of 2022 mm. So pretty much, Sony's like we're fucking off in twenty twenty one. We're not. We're not coming out with shit. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife has been moved from its June eleventh, twenty twenty one release, which is already a year and three months after its original release date, which is supposed to be March of twenty twenty, and it is now moved to November eleventh, twenty twenty one. However, still subject to change.
1: Wow. Yeah. I. It it makes you really ponder, like, maybe HBO had the right decision all along.
0: Uh, I'm kind of on that. Now, uh, James Bond has been delayed further into 2021. Uh, Previously, it's supposed to be, obviously, a 2020 film coming out in the end of 2020. Then it got moved to a 2021 release. Now, uh, it's been moved from its April 2nd release of 2021 and has been moved to October 8th of 2021. So lots of delays. Uh, we're not going to continue to report on these because it's going to happen. It's going to keep on happening. And
1: it. it's also going to shuffle. It's going to shuffle around. And you just you just don't know. Like Everyone is just Without setting getting, themselves up, waiting to find out when things are going to start to get to normal.
0: So a thing like Bob's Burgers, I think the reason it's not getting the updated theater released from its original release date. That
1: can go out any almost any time. It's going on Disney Plus. Yeah, or, or that. Or that.
0: It's a Disney Plus or a Hulu exclusive. Here's the movie. Here it is. Sure. You get it. Maybe you have to pay a premium to get it. Maybe. I don't know. I cause I think that's what HBO I, I HBO's, think they should do that sooner than later. To I be think honest. that's what HBO's big mistake is. I think HBO, they could have they they probably could have appeased maybe some of their uh, of their talent, their directors and their actors, are a little upset that all their movies aren't going to the theaters and they are not going to be getting any of those any of those back end checks that that come with the with that. Yeah, um, they could have appeased that a little bit with it's in theaters. It's also on HBO Max. However, you have to pay an extra ten dollars to get it, or an extra fourteen ninety nine, whatever it, or. Yeah, you know, nineteen ninety nine. Or even if even if you did the, the Disney twenty nine ninety nine, which I think is a little a little much. That's but, a little much. But I think if you charge nineteen ninety nine for it, at least at least you're getting some revenue back. I understand that they are getting revenue because I know. there's also a news story this week. Anything really that uh as a result of their announcement, HBO Max has seen a doubling of their of their memberships. So it is working in their behalf. And as more of these films come out throughout the year, we're going to see that because we did get the sizzle reel. Like HBO and, and Warner Brothers are not like sitting on their laurels and they're like, We made this announcement, you either find it or you don't.
1: And they're not even backtracking. Right. They are doubling down. doubling down.
0: Because they they just put out the sizzle reel and they're they're essentially letting you know that in February we got the movie with uh with, with every month
1: a new movie. Right. Day and day on HBO Max and in theaters. So
0: we got the movie with Denzel Washington and Sammy Raimi uh, yes. and Sam Ra oh, Jesus. Ramey Malik. The little things. Right. All right. The, the little things. That's going to be coming out in February. Uh, in March, we have, uh, I believe it's Kong. And which, which, which it's. it's uh, I believe
1: it's. Yeah, I believe it's Godzilla, March. Godzilla versus Kong. Godzilla
0: versus Kong, which, which is what we're doing. Our top five this week. We're doing our, 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 our top five. Big movie monsters. Yeah, you know the trailer I mean? like, just dropped. So. Yeah, so, they just dropped the trailer for that. Uh, so, I mean, like they are literally putting it on Front Street with the scissor reel. Uh, that they're letting you know that everything that you wanted from 2020 and 2021 is available for you. And I think they're doing it. They're doing it the right way. Um, I understand there's people who are unhappy about it. And I still think they probably. The business move would have been to charge a little bit more for it. However, sure. they're looking at the writing on the wall. They're seeing what Disney's doing with what they're doing with Star Wars and Marvel, and they're like, the future is in streaming.
1: Adapt or die. And I think they adapted and they they went, it's an aggressive move, right? I mean, it was a ballsy move. And I think it's a smart move because, really, logistically, when things. But, you can't go by the quarantine shots because the quarantine shots are going to have a full rollout until summer ish time.
0: Even, even but like people go, are not going to go back to theaters. Even all, to take right it away. further, like you don't think that they that the studios have been reading the same articles that we've been reading, where AMC is essentially any minute from going under, right? Right. right. And and other other studios are selling the shit out of their, uh, other theaters are selling the shit out of their stock and everything like that. Like they are floundering. Theaters will be extremely diminished, yeah. and all these studios need to future proof themselves. Yeah. And this is. If it's been going on for a while, but this is kind of now the big first step in doing it. And another big news story this week, which um, kind of ties into this somewhat, WWE will no longer have its own network here in the United States. Yeah, you know, WWE previously had the WWE app. You paid $9.99 a month. You got all the pay-per-views. You got all, the, uh, you, you got all of their original content and stuff like that. All of that's going away. There will no longer be a WWE app. It's going to Peacock. NBC Universal has made a partnership and a deal to essentially purchase the streaming rights for WWE here in the United States. Even WWE doesn't want to produce their own shit. They're like, hey, you guys gotta you know yeah. and, and NBC Universal, which is also Comcast, is is looking to get into the streaming game as well. Everybody has, has a streaming gimmick. That's where it's going. It's true. That's uh, true. You also have Paramount Plus, which will be coming Paramount, out now.
1: That's a big one. Right. Which it's out, actually. Which is Nickelodeon. They're just promoting it a little bit more right. and, and trying to grow.
0: Right. They're trying to grow. So you're going to have Nickelodeon and stuff like that, which goes to Paramount Plus, uh, a lot of that stuff. Uh, and apparently one of their big aggressive moves is that... Uh, the Air, uh, the Airbender series, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. It's had two series now. It's Avatar The Last Airbender, and then they had uh, The Legend of Korra. Apparently, they are now going to do a third series. No one knows what it's going to be about, but that will be exclusive to Paramount+. So they're already sowing the seeds of, like, if you want new shit, this is where you got to be. Every studio is getting in on the game. Yeah. Because it is future-proofing yourself. And I think in the future, what we'll see is the streaming services that fail... Will be happy to jump in with a successful streaming service and kind of ride the coattails of it. Sony's pretty much done. This means two years of no films. I know. Twenty
1: 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. They're the only studio. Sounds like that but are pretty much washing their hands of of, of, two, of two years, years of, of films of revenue. Yeah. And they're not even doing well anyway. Well, don't forget that Sony
0: also has, they also have the luxury of falling back on things that maybe other studios don't have. You got to
1: remember, the parent company, Sony, is still Sony. Right. They're still making a retarded amount of money uh, in many different ways.
0: I don't know how much money because you can't get a PlayStation 5 to save your fucking life. I mean, I have one. Uh, I got extremely lucky. Don't think I'm like some like super rich person who like paid someone out for it. I got really lucky. I got it for actual MSRP price because I don't pay above MSRP for anything. Uh, I just got lucky. I happened to to jump on when uh, someone tweeted that hey, they got them for sale over on GameStop, and I jumped on and I ordered it online. And I got it five days later. So Boom. I do have my PS5. But like Sony's, Sony worth it, y'all. Sony makes bank everywhere else. You know th- they they may be able to afford to take a bath on on twenty twenty one and twenty and twenty twenty. But I don't think they can take a bath on their film industry for twenty twenty two. You know what I mean? Like it could only go on for so long. I agree. You just you just can't.
1: I mean this this it costs so much money and 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 these things I don't know. I mean I it's 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 dire times right I don't know what
0: it is why why adapt
1: or die. It's really an adapt or die situation right now in Hollywood.
0: I don't understand why 2021 was like this magic number, this magic bullet that would just come and erase 2021.
1: It, it's just hope, optimistic. Uh, it was the only thing that, that, that you yeah, you but, can hang on to in 2020. Jay, I if gotta I gotta
0: get to 2021, things will go back to normal. If I wish in this hand and I shit in this one, which one's gonna fill up first? <laughs>
1: I hear you dude but like you know <laughs> it's it's uh
0: but it's asinine to me for a studio like sony to look at maybe they are future-proofing we just don't see it they just I haven't announced I, it
1: i just don't think they are established as a what company. it comes down
0: to is i'm fucking pissed that i have to wait two years after its release date before Morbius. I finally get Ghostbusters. I know, Afterlife. I know, I know. It's my know. most anticipated film I know. of 2020. I know. That is the most anticipated film of 2021. Now it's it looks tough. like it's, even though it's it's scheduled for a late 2021 release, I I know they're going to move it again. I know they are. I maybe Maybe it.
1: they'll bump it up. You never know.
0: I doubt it. If Sony, I, I think I don't think Sony is going to announce and start running and produce a streaming service like that. Even if they have one in the bank, I like I said, I think it's far more likely that in the future we will see things like maybe like Paramount Plus doesn't work out so much, and they they jump on with with another streaming service and they kind of share you the, know their pool a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean I I don't hear much about Paramount Plus at all.
0: I, I only heard about it. Because I know
1: Yellowstone is a big hit show on there, and that's about it.
0: I'm an Avatar fan. I like Avatar, Leia Sandbend- Airbender, Legend of Korra. Okay. And I, I know that there's a Netflix, a live-action Netflix series that is coming out that has to do with, with that. But... Nickelodeon is basically uh, Paramount's going to be pulling all of their streaming stuff off of the platform off of Netflix to go onto their own streaming service which will be starting soon. They did a whole thing like Disney Plus did. They did a whole yeah, uh no. shareholders meeting and everything like that to to go along with it. What their content's going to be? I don't know. Paramount's not like that big anymore, you know. Not anymore. No. 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 So uh, we'll see what their streaming content is. I don't think it's going to be worth the price point, honestly, but yeah, we'll, we'll see where that goes. Good. you notice absent from my, my, my list of, of studios with delays was Disney, Disney and Marvel. They didn't announce any delays yet and they're not ready to, they've, they've already historically kept all this stuff very close to the vest and they've only announced their delays when they absolutely had to
1: yeah and I think that's probably the right move
0: but obviously Mulan didn't do the numbers that they wanted to do or else everything would be coming to Disney plus at, at 29.99 price point uh, you know and we we would have seen all the Disney movies we wanted to see already that movie was doomed regardless I think I think Disney might need to try it again try again perhaps play a little game called just a tip just for a second just to see how it feels. Um, try with an MCU.
1: Like you, I do think Black Widow was Tr- probably the the best one to try, try it with Black
0: Widow. If Black Widow does well, because Mulan MCU- was a dump,
1: was a dump, was a dump. It, it yeah. was really a dump, and and it was a trial dump, but it was essentially a dump. Black Widow is by far the strongest candidate mm-hmm. to do this with, and you know, I think it would be a lot more successful because right, you can't do it. With it the, crosses both bridges you can't Kids do it's gonna watch it but also
0: adults you can't do it with the eternals because the eternals is all unproven characters it's a new mcu property yeah, right right you know what i mean so doing it with with black widow makes more sense because at least here's an established character people are familiar with they see her face Scarjo. On the cover. And you say, like, this is coming to Disney Plus, twenty nine ninety nine. 29 Yeah. You know, your Your membership. Costs- Hot young
1: actress Florence Pugh's in it. She's going to be branching out as well that's as that a character. The fact is that it has a not. character in it that, <laughs>
0: sure. we, that, that the general audience recognizes and is willing to drop $30 on yeah. is there. And that's what matters. Yeah. Uh, and I think Disney should probably give it one more go with that before writing off the whole premiere access from Disney Plus off completely
1: and they might change their mind. I don't think they will now. They just bumped it back, I think.
0: Yeah, they did again. But um but it's all it's it's dire straits mm. for studios and they're all scrambling to figure out what to do, but the answer is kind of like in front of them. And and I you know as much as as much flack as Warner Brothers has caught for their HBO thing, it's more content flooded for those years to come, which is going to do a disservice for right. all of those
1: movies and TV
0: series in my and mind. Everything I see what HBO and and Warner Brothers did, and it's I went not enough space. I went fucking a. That's what I've wanted you guys to do for the past ten years. And yeah. You're doing it now. And even, cool though it. even though
1: they're even though their 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 landscape of films isn't the strongest looking. Uh, content. There's several this that year. I'm really
0: excited, for. but there are. You're
1: right. I agree, and I agree with Godzilla that. So, versus
0: Kong. Even though sure, I'm not a big, sure. I, I'm not a big Godzilla fan. I'm not a big King Kong fan. Yeah. I have not been a fan of their yeah. solo movies for some reason. The, it, you know, I'm very much like Hulk a, a, at the end of of Thor Ragnarok. Hulk, stop! Just for once in your life, don't smash, big monster. You know what I mean? Like I'm just gonna, yeah. go, I'm yeah. gonna watch it. It's just gonna be something fun to watch. There's it, there's something fun about a giant it, fucking monkey with his dick swinging around, <laughs> knocking cars all over the place, punching a fucking lizard that breathes yeah. atomic breath to in you. the face. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, what do I need to know more than that? <laughs> giant <laughs> giant ape punches giant lizard in the face. That's that's your only selling point that you need for a movie for me. I know. I'm not. I know. A, I'm not. I'm not a. And
1: I'm, the trailer actually looks pretty. I'm fun. not a
0: sophisticated, I, I, refined I'm man. Surprised. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, just show me that. Uh, but then you got Mortal Kombat, which I'm excited for. Uh, yeah, I'm you know, happy with the way that looks as well. I, I'm very curious about <laughs> Suicide Squad. And then there's also you know uh, things that we didn't even get to see. You know, like The Matrix in that sizzle reel that that Warner Brothers just recently released. Yep. Su- suspiciously missing. We get we get a lot Everything of images, but from Matrix. from a lot of stuff but the Matrix is not in there which I found but
1: it was the final title card it is pulled. the final title card so it was a nice little tease but I would have liked to have seen like just one quick shot of Neo or something
0: plenty that Warner Brothers is doing that has me interested for sure uh, and I think that they are a little bit I, and I might eat crow on this if I'm if, I, if if I i wrong and they wind up folding because they're putting all these movies out and they're not getting their return for them but I really think they're ahead of the curve I think they
1: are I, I really think they are. I think there was a, a knee jerk reaction when mm-hmm. that happened because it was bold to say a whole year, this is what we're doing. Boom. They weren't doing the whole, like, feeling it out. Like, let's, like, delay, delay, delay. You know, they're not doing it. They're making a firm stance and prediction. And I we got think streaming it's service. going to work out quite well because, you know, they're going to have growing yeah. subscriptions throughout the whole year for HBO Max. I'll
0: say this for HBO Max with its launch, it was Far more diversified than disney plus was yeah. yeah as far as launches go i think i think hbo max did it better good realistically how long before disney says our our 2021 slate will be coming here's the movies that are coming to disney plus for premium access because um, i still think for a studio mean, with, with dates no no i mean just, just just how long just just say like you know a, another three months before like they give up and say like we're we're going to do this because they've already said best estimates are it's still probably a, within a, within a few weeks. No one really knows what the fuck is going on because you can't you can't you predict can't it. it's still unpredictable. Uh, you know, I think Disney's being very reserved and waiting to announce their their delays. I think maybe some other ones might have jumped the gun a little bit, but I think the only person who has their head, the, the only place that has their head in the right space, Fauci is the the the, the best guy to listen to. To be Fauci, honest, Fauci.
1: Fauci. I'm sorry, Fauci is the guy. You know, he he was very honest, very obviously accurate when he when he first uh, you know started to actually give predictive dates, roughly. He said like 2023 um, will be rid of it. Like he was well. Like, I mean, I'm not even going that far, but I'm just saying, as far as when we could potentially first see vaccinations, and he said, "Well, you know, cautiously, we're, we're, you know, at the very earliest, uh, probably January." Or if you watch December, SNL,
0: uh, we're going to go in alphabetical order. Uh, <laughs> the first state is going to be A California, and then A New York. <laughs> To get the vaccine <laughs> that's funny uh, i love snl anyway that's gonna do it for our news this week because there's been so much you know uh godzilla versus kong uh talk because that is the next i would say big movie that's going to be coming out to uh the yep. hbo max warner brothers streaming app uh and, and and you know i mean we do have a few smaller ones that are going to be coming out in february but the big release in you know coming up is the- Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> so, uh, me and Jay have a very special top five. It's a, it's it's kind of a list that is out of Jay's wheelhouse. It really is. Uh, but it's also something that's like it's kind of difficult for me because like I'm not a kaiju fan. So we are going to be doing our top five giant monsters in movies, and this one will be a combined list. So stay tuned. <laughs> You know, Jay in pre-roll we were talking about ants. Um, I'm st- <laughs> I'm still looking for ants. Like um so like I, I I squashed like 3 ants during pre-roll and like I explained to Jay like if you if you uh, if you have an apartment and you see 3 ants and you, and you're paying rent you're just like whatever squash 3 ants this is the landlord's problem I'll have him send the exterminator. When you're a homeowner you're like I have an infestation. <laughs> I got a problem. <laughs> so I'm still on the lookout for ants like all over yeah. our thing. And I don't know where they're coming from because like no one eats in this you're, room. You're going to wake
1: up thinking and Right, I, I, I gotta know. find
0: them. I gotta find them. Like, uh, being a homeowner just changes like your your perception of like everything. little problem. Everything, every little problem at the house becomes a, a big thing. problem. Becomes <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a big problem real quick.
1: But, but speaking because of big, it's all your problem. It's but, literally your problem. But 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 you ready? Can't call anybody.
0: Ready for this segue? Because you're gonna want to suck my dick after this segue. Speaking of big problems, Jay, we're gonna be doing our top five. Giant monsters in movies. Those are big problems. Was that a good segue? Or is that like sort of forced, ham-fisted? A little bit. A little bit. But uh, so this is not a topic that's good for Jay. Because literally I said giant monsters. He goes, like Jaws? And I was like, no. Like Jaws? Not really. No, I mean I wasn't really thinking of Jaws because uh, Jaws monster penises and film? Yeah, Johnster, yeah. Now, oh okay. In the films you watch because because yeah. <laughs> you're obsessed with big black cock. The BBC, oh, oh, oh. if that is. Oh oh oh. Uh, because oh. you this like
1: is, this is Patreon talk, everybody. <laughs> Hold on, relax, relax, everybody. Hold on. <laughs> we'll get that. Settle down, settle down. down.
0: <laughs> no, but so but I did I did give Jay some suggestions and then it wound up being like everything I said. He went, oh yeah, yeah that. And I was like, all right, so if I did my list, you would do your list, and they would be extremely the same, right? And you're like, yeah, no, you just did the list, and we'll, we'll read them all. So this is basically Dave's this <laughs> top is. five giant monsters this, in this movies. This really is. And, I, and I'm
1: sorry, I'm not sorry.
0: And I'll explain <laughs> why Jaws isn't on the list, because Jaws occurs in nature, essentially. There's no mad scientist behind it. True. It's not, you know, any type of, of of mysterious mythological type creature or anything like that. It's just an it's over nice. over averagely large shark that likes to dine on on people.
1: Yeah, well, they're just trying to eat. They don't know any better, so, right?
0: So, is Jaws a giant movie monster? Only in box office, <laughs> you know, really. Like he's right. he's essentially just an average shark, just just trying to get his nut. He's a squirrel just trying to get his nut. Yeah, but we do have we do have five movie monsters, uh, and then we do have a bunch of honorable mentions. Now, we just do. to give you a fair warning. Me and Jay have not gone through all the 1950s, 60s, and 70s Godzilla films. So your Mothras, your Rodans, they're not here. Because we ain't those people. We're not. However, I respect all respect. <laughs> yeah. respect. them for what they are. And yes. I've watched those movies yes. and stuff. And I went like it's super fun, super choosy. I love it. Yep. But it's also not like my favorite thing. So these, with any top five, these are our favorites. So to kick it off, I'm going to get it started, Jay. Our number five is a movie monster that I love, even to this day, Mm -hmm. as they've just came out with the sixth and or seventh film, for all I know. It is Graboids from Tremors.
2: I mean, goddamn! What the hell are those things? How could they bury a whole station wagon? Why would they do it? What the neighbor That's how they get you. They're under the goddamn ground. What the hell are they? Sons of bitches. Must be a million of them! Nope, just one.
0: So I mean, this is specifically graboids from like the first film because, like, while I like the second movie and the third movie is fine, I guess, like the fourth movie, the fifth movie, the sixth movie, the seventh movie, they are all just graboid porn at that point. It's just like you know, you're you're I'm in for a penny, in for a pound. I've watched them all, but like I'm not. I I don't love them quite like I love the original Tremors movie, and uh, essentially they are sandworms from Dune, right? Like yeah, no, they really
1: are, and and I think you know this is such a classic film, and I you know nineteen ninety, uh, with good old bacon, baconator action film. I mean this is
0: this is, <laughs> you actually made me laugh with the baconator. Comic. Yeah, okay. I mean this is like a bad.
1: great fun film that is nostalgic for us but just you know love, but
0: i love the whole idea of like of the creatures in the first movie, where it's like they, they find a guy like petrified at the top of a pole, sure, and they're like, "Oh, how's he? How did he get there?" and stuff like that. Then they start figuring out about the creatures, and they're like, "Oh, if they live underground, the they can't see anything. They don't have eyes, right? Yeah. So they yeah. must work on vibration." And then like we get like the idea of like them popping out of the ground, the tentacles coming out, feeling around for people and stuff like that. Like it's I I think it's a very well thought out monster, right?
1: Exactly, and 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 film, you know. So it it does a lot of fun and smart things within the confines of the structure, but and at the time, you know, it's, it's, it, it works effectively enough,
0: but it's also the fact that they're blind and stuff like that. There's also a comedic element to yeah. them as well. And of course it's still fun. It's, you know, Bert's the one that, that, that kills one in his, in his basement with his elephant gun and stuff like that. And that's a ton of fun, but it's also like one of the best shots, of the creature we get in the film. I I just I love the design. I love the idea that it's like a top beak and like a bottom beak that splits into two, and it works like pincers, where it like you know it, it, it's like a crab claw essentially. Anything that gets caught in it will kind of get like scissored in half and stuff yeah. like that. But then you add the added element of like tentacles that are basically vomited out of its mouth that that feel round, and each each individual one of them has its own teeth. It's great creature design. It's an effective monster for for movies, and they're fucking big right like when you see one out of the ground for real like you're like oh shit these things are fucking huge
1: And they oh yeah
0: <laughs> they so, certainly are all right jake what is our number four clover from cloverfield yeah the cloverfield monster approximately seven hours ago uh something attacked the city um you found this if you're watching this then you know more about it than i do <laughs>
1: Robin, Robin. It's a lot of- this this movie, you know, it certainly broke the mold. In a Matt Reeves ways. and Matt Reeves with J.J. Abrams Amazing. behind the scenes as well as a producer. I mean, this this was special and and and, and, and unique in its story structure, well, but also, also style sc- and, and and really.
0: Speaking of Jaws, they, right. did, they did the thing with the monster where it's like... Exactly. Less is more. Less is more. We're, we're going to tease the monster. A quick shot here on the news. Uh, but I think the, the most telling sign of like the size of this monster and, and, and its amount of ferocity was the Statue of Liberty's head getting thrown down a Brooklyn street. Yeah. And it's or, or a Manhattan show. I don't know yeah, which one. Manhattan. But yeah, yeah, very it's, very effectively, you know. And its head is just like slashed to bits and stuff like sure. that. And you're like, that is some big fucking monster that can do that.
1: Yeah. And I and I, you know as most of you guys know, like I like where a film can emotionally get you vested. You know, whether whether it be like playing with your emotions, playing with your brain that can translate into emotions, but that's what I get off on especially more with horror or right. like or, or these kind of style of films so the monster movie yeah okay godzilla versus kong um normally i wouldn't be gung-ho about watching this movie but it's fucking like you know 2021 and i haven't seen a goddamn movie i feel like all all right year long so i'm like chomping a bit of anything but you know this is the kind of style that is a little bit more tailored towards me
0: where it's a little bit more it gets in your head, it's psychological right. the fear one the of my anxiety one of my favorite things about Cloverfield is that I don't think this movie would still be talked about today and would still have kind of like the popularity that it has if it wasn't found footage. It's found footage done right. It it, yeah. it, it essentially you know where Blair Witch may have made made a popular form of filmmaking I don't think that Cloverfield could exist without that form of filmmaking. I don't think found foot. I, I don't think any other type of filmmaking. I think would have because worked of the, the budget as
1: well, right? But which, but it helps the story. It helps the film itself. I think it's also
0: that. a great creature design, right? Correct. And there's an. Added, I wanted to get to that. Yeah. And there's an added element of terror to it in the fact that not only is the monster itself dangerous, but the monster itself is is so large that it actually has a living ecosystem on on itself and it drops these monstrous little creatures that have a venomous bite that cause you to explode if you if you get the venom inside you which is like fucking insane. I remember that scene yeah. happening in the theaters and I went, "Oh shit." Like, "Fuck." Like it's, it's 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 pretty it's, wild. I it's know. terrible to get crushed by a creature that's walking down a New York street and dropping buildings on top of you. That's fucking terrifying. It's also terrifying to get chased down by a, a creature that's the size of a pit bull that can then bite you and then cause you to explode. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I do love this monster. And I think like it's also like its creature design has endured, and also it's. You know, while I'm not in love with the whole Cloverfield universe, I mean, you just look at Cloverfield Paradox to see that, like, maybe maybe you can't shoehorn everything into this universe. I still love this first movie. And I think this first movie is so, so well done for a genre and for, for, and for a creature feature. It really is kind of like... It basically is what Godzilla 2000 wanted to be. It just did it better. I think you're right. And the mystery around the creature as well
1: is... You know, well, that's a big part of it. That's right. a lot of fun, right? Um, the
0: the wh- whether it is you know the slushy drink, the the energy drink that they make from the slime from the bottom of the sea. Whether it adds something to do with it, you know, whether it's it's an alien from space because you can you could watch the end of the movie and like uh, something falls into the water. You know, in in the last video, yeah. uh, several weeks before the Cloverfield monster arises and stuff, it's like there, there there's enough mystery and intrigue there about it that it's still mysterious enough that even though we see the creature in the movie, we're still hooked by it. Because it, it there's so much to learn, uh, I I love this creature. I think it's
1: yeah. I mean, to be honest, I think a lot of what you know, a lot of you guys might be thinking, why is this not higher in our list? But I think it's mainly because of uh, the ones on our list
0: on, that are the still to come
1: are a little bit more nostalgic. I, I would think you could say uh, iconic. I- I say. Yeah, iconic, iconic. But yeah, kudos to Clover.
0: Yeah. All right, So Jay, let's get into it. Our number three, and uh, me and you had to have a discussion about this because we weren't really sure how giant it was right because yeah Uh, so it's um... it's the alien queen from aliens get away from her you bitch So we had seen a xenomorph before. It's really no bigger than a man. Sure. Maybe a little bit taller. Maybe 10 feet. A little little taller. Uh, However, the alien queen is 4.5 meters from a Google search that I did, which is roughly 12 and a half feet, really. 12, 13 feet. And I was like, that's not really that big, right? And then I looked at one of the other creatures on our list, and I was like,
2: "Uh,
0: (laughs) uh, she matches up. And standing next to her is an average human. And she's got some girth, you know? She's, she's got some substance to her. She a thick
1: lady. She's a thick lady, baby. There, T-H-I-C-C.
0: Thick. thick. Dark. Yeah. Mm. Nubian goddess. Right. Ooh. <laughs> mm. We're probably going to cut that out of the episode. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> Uh, but uh, no, I mean, they, the alien queen, like it, she's teased the entire time. We know that, like the, yes. that, like this colony is built on top of a xenomorph colony, essentially. Yeah, that you know, the alien yeah. queen's there. We we kind of get her face to face when Sigourney goes after Newt down in the down in the underbelly. We see all the eggs and stuff like that, but we really don't get a, a scale for her size. Until she's standing... Uh, until, A, she picks up Bishop, rips him in half, and then we get Sigourney coming out with the with the fucking mech loader and get away from her, you bitch! And, like, it's such an iconic fucking creature, dude. And uh, it, it is.
1: It really is. And it's a great finale um, that makes a lot of sense within the film confines. Sure. And it's iconic, and it's so...
0: I mean they took the Xenomorph design Mysterious and they were and like
1: great and yeah how do we it make it ba- an,
0: how do we make it badass
1: badass but bigger how and, do we turn and, it to 11 and, and effectively make it turn it to 11 exactly and I think they did it really really well yeah um, it's what
0: James Cameron does
1: you know what I mean like it's just it's what he does really well it's it's, it's, it's action true. And it still hold's up and I'm I'm telling you right now every one of you guys listening knows you know you listen or watch or read up on any of these top 5 Stuff, films, films in general, Aliens, or I'm sorry, Alien, is
0: it's the number one creature design it, in my it mind. It's
1: on everyone's list. It's it's so it good. has to be. I mean, it's one of those things that were it's iconic. The right. film, this is changed just the game. This in is
0: so many ways. This is James Cameron and his art department, his you know his special effects department. Yeah, taking what Giger did for the original one, and immediately like how we make it bigger, scarier, and. Fucking terrifying, and it's like here, and and they, and they did it, and they fucking delivered on it. They did. And uh, it's it's so it's it's I think it's one of the most iconic scenes from a creature feature ever It's just the alien queen rising up and Sigourney meeting her with the mech loader and and taking her on. It's just like it's so fucking perfect. Uh, You know, you could argue, you know, her giant size all you want. She may not match up to to a Cloverfield monster or to a Godzilla or a King Kong. Right. But I think as far as like design goes, like it's and especially because, you know, they are in space. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, they're in space. So, you know, size is
1: kind of irrelevant in some ways, and she's already bigger than average.
0: All right, Jay, what's our number two? I'm very upset that you get to reveal this one, and I don't because it's from one of my favorite films of all time. But Marshmallow Man Ghostbusters. Yeah. The choice is made. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The traveler has come. Nobody
2: choose anything. Did you choose anything?
1: No. Did you. No, mine is totally blank. I didn't choose anything.
2: I couldn't help it.
0: It just popped in there. What? What just popped in there? I, I, I tried to think. Look! No, it can't be. What is it? It
2: can't be. What did you do, Ray? Oh shit! <laughs> To stay puffed, Marshmallow
0: Man. Gozer, the destroyer, you know, it tells them to essentially pick their destruction, pick their destroyer, and what pops into Ray's mind is the most friendly creature that he could possibly think of. Stay puffed the marshmallow, man. We get a little tease of him earlier on in the movie. He's on, he's on Sigourney Weaver's pack of mush of, of marshmallows that she buys from yeah. the supermarket. Yeah. And now we're seeing the uh, essentially mascot of this company walking down the street, Squashing churches with a big smile on, with his, face. Big smile on his face, a big smile that turns to a rictus grin as he like like rears back and slams. Which is it. a little weird. It's so weird. It's so weird. But
1: you know, it works in the context right. of the film, obviously. Right. But it's uh, yeah, it's and visually, you what know, happens know, it's just if a they thought of, of
0: a giant J Edgar Hoover? And, 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 <laughs> but also, like, like, like,
1: I I don't know why it's just such a visual spectacle, right? Feast for the eyes, seeing this giant. Smiling marshmallow, walking through a one of the cool things is it's actually
0: it's actually a guy in a suit, filmed on a miniature city that they built. Love it, yeah. And uh, you know, also in the end, like it turns out to be a pretty. Like, while it's a great design and, and it's, it's, it's fucking hilarious and it's, it is iconic as shit to me, obviously, because as Jay said, he's staring at my Stay Puft Marshmallow Man uh, plushie that I've had since I was about four or five years old, uh, still hanging here in the studio. Um, you know, it's... It's also a very easy creature to defeat, right? Like Ray didn't fuck up that bad. You hit it with you hit it with a few proton streams. You cross them, and he fucking he's gonna melt all over the place, all over Peck, Yeah. <laughs> the man with no dick. Yeah. So I I fucking. Love I, I, I love it. I, I just love the, the comedy factor of it, but also the fact that like it is still truly terrifying. Like it doesn't matter of what, course, but it's also very
1: effective and it's so Ghostbusters. Right. It doesn't and, matter know, that you're it's 50, so iconic of a look.
0: Doesn't matter if a fifty knows foot tall creature is. is a fucking tarantula or a fifty foot tall woman or a a lizard that breathes atomic breath. Just the, the its sheer size is enough to to, to frighten you but then you add in the level of the fact that it's from one of their own heads and it's something that is meant to be more cherubic and and gleeful and it's being used for such nefarious destruction I know. one destruction and it's like it's just it's just comedy gold but also like the way they brought it to life is is pretty fantastic as well so if you watch the movies that made us they have a on Netflix they have a a, a great talk about the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Uh, and it's it's good stuff. I absolutely love it. All right, Jay, before we get into our number one, I'm going to rattle off some of our honorable mentions. First on the list is Godzilla, specifically from Gareth Edwards' 2014 film. As me and Jay you know, started out, we are not the biggest Kaiju fans. Uh, We're not the biggest Godzilla fans. However, I love the way Gareth Edwards and he did the same thing in Rogue One. How Gareth Edwards is so good at showing scale, right? Like you really get a scale for how big Godzilla is when the uh, the guys do a uh, a halo jump, and they basically are still free falling down Godzilla's back. You know. Yeah. You get a you get a a complete idea for scale at that point. Yeah. And I loved that. I that loved was a really cool show, which is why I specifically picked this version of Godzilla over over other versions of Godzilla. I think it's 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 so well done just to show you how large the creature is and how 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 imposing it is.
1: Yeah, I I I know, and I agree, and I for, I don't know why this one. Doesn't hold up for me.
0: Oh, it doesn't hold up for me either. Jay,
1: and, and it never really has. It's slightly better
0: than. I than think the, Godzilla. Name, the
1: name is better than the creature design. Right.
0: Me. I think Godzilla. <laughs> you know, Godzilla King of Monsters is the is is worse than you know Godzilla itself. The movie. I, you know, I I think it's an enjoyable movie, but I'm not like in love with it. It doesn't capture me. It doesn't enthrall me and stuff like that. Um, right. I think you know the best thing Gareth Edwards did for it was a to show the scale of the creature and stuff like that. You know, obviously Godzilla is like the most famous kaiju, and I think like you could show anybody a a a picture of Godzilla and they would immediately know who it is. He's like Superman symbol in that way, or Batman in that way. Yeah, it's in like a lot of ways, it's kind of iconic. like you know
1: Superman and Batman, and you know the Batman is our next one, King Kong. Yeah, and um you know and it's it is true and it's one of those things where
0: but specifically my King Kong is the 1932 King Kong the uh, 1933 the original King Kong right because I think that that is a masterpiece of special effects for the time. It was stop motion animation. Sure was. I mean, sure they, was. they fucking killed it with that
1: one. I agree, and I and I I I, I saw parts of the film, and I, I did I mean, enjoy quite a bit of it. It it's a blew lot of people fun.
0: away so much that years later they made a 1960s version, a 1970s version, an yeah. 80s version. You know, this is a great idea. It's and then great Peter concept. Jackson, you know, it, it, it inspired him so much from a visual effects yeah. standpoint that he went and made and made his King kong movie yeah which i don't love i don't hate but i don't hate it right you know what i mean i know
1: i have a soft spot
0: for and then it. we come to kong skull island which i have my issues with and we went over it when yes. we reviewed it a yes, long time yes, ago yes, yes. uh but like i still think that original 1933 version is like the most the iconic version it's pure yeah it's pure it's yeah. lovely i fucking yeah. love it it's worth a watch all right uh jay my other honorable mention is the Arachni lobster now you're Probably scratching your head, and you're like, "What? It's not a named creature in this movie, but it is one that like I remember fearing." And I think ma- the majority of this, the reason that's on this list, is because uh, I read the book and saw the movie, so I have the description of the creature in my mind as I'm watching the movie, which really barely shows this creature. So, uh it's it's the arachnid lobsters from the mist. Which was directed by Frank Darabont, it's one oh, of yeah. my favorite like sleeper movies that like, a lot course, of people haven't of seen.
1: Well, but also a lot of people say the same thing as you do, Dave, and it's true. When and, you and watch
0: it, it's it's good,
1: right? And and so you know subverts your expectations. What's so so this creature barely shows itself at all, no. if at if at all. It's you out know? there.
0: People run out to the mist, and you hear them. You scream. You catch
1: it. You catch a glimpse, just a glimpse, and the effectiveness, yeah. of that. You see its size holds over
0: your head. It's the least, whole rest of the film. It's at least two or three stories tall. Uh, and it's basically a, 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 a lobster that stands straight up. It's it, it eight legs like a lot, like, like, like a, like a, like an arachnid, like a, like a spider. And it reaches down and picks up a character up and it essentially rips them in half. And, and then it just moves on with its fucking day. Like yeah. that was fucking nothing to it. Yeah. You know yep. what I mean, it's like, yep. fuck! I don't even. That, that was nothing to me. Like,
1: whatever. <laughs> yeah,
0: but like, you don't actually see it in the film. It's just like this silhouette, and then it's its giant lobster arm comes out, grabs the guy, rips him in half. And then moves on with itself, but like when you've read the novel, like I have, or the, well, the novella, like I have, and I, I don't know why I feel the need to say it's a novella instead of a novel because it's less than a certain amount of pages. Politically correct. I read the fucking Stephen King thing that it's based off of. Got me, but like, there's a full description of what the creature actually was. Like Stephen King paints a picture of what this creature actually looks like, but in the movie, Frank Darabont thought it was it was more frightening for it to be more obscured and to be uh, to be a little bit more mysterious. And it's like again, right up
1: my alley. Hundred percent. Yeah, Less works. is more,
0: baby. Less is more. Let's do it, just like the Cloverfield monster. All right, Jay. Do uh, you have any other honorable mentions that we have on here? Mutant fish from the host. Yeah. So I know you haven't seen this movie. You're just reading off of my list. Essentially,
1: you are mm-hmm. correct.
0: <laughs> but this is Bong joon Joe. Like this is. I know. This is the director of Parasite. Uh, the director of Snowpiercer. Uh, yeah, yep. it's a fantastic movie. Especially for the creature, you know, the creature picture fans, you know, and just like Godzilla was an allegory for the United States dropping atomic bombs for atomic energy and, and, and the ramifications of that on the world. You know, Godzilla is, Godzilla is an allegory for that. This is an allegory on pollution, on, on you know, the changing the environment and everything yeah. like that. The mutant fish comes out of the water and, and wreaks terror across South Korea uh because of pollution, you know, and because of man's interaction with nature. I and, love that. And nature fights back. And and the reason that the alien queen was able to be on our list was cuz roughly when you think about size, it's about the same size as this creature. And I would still say that this is a giant movie monster cuz it far is 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 larger than than a human. Now, I think the effects are a little wonky on this. Also, very cheap film being made south korea first time director and stuff like that but this movie still holds up as far as creature features go um you know it's it's got a tail to weave for 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 humans like it's got a human tail to it but it also has like this this allegory to it which is what all great monsters are built off of right every great monster exists because of the allegory that it's trying to tell be, be, because of of its you know its hidden meaning if you will quote unquote uh, behind it, and I, I absolutely love the mutant fish from the host. Uh, and then finally, last honorable mention is Audrey 2 from Little Shop of Horrors, just because I I absolutely love this movie. I love Audrey 2 Feed me, Seymour. I love I, I love its voice. I love the idea that it, that it, it can only be satiated by human blood, human flesh, um, and I think partially my my love for this is because like you know back f- for my my high school drama club like, I built our Audrey 2. Like, I helped build our Audrey 2. I helped bring it to life. I helped, like, work on our Styrofoam and stuff like that and paint it up and stuff like that. And even was, I even helped puppeteer it at times and stuff, too. So, like, and I love, and I wanted to do the voice so bad, but they had a kid who, who like, yeah. they, they they thought he was better. He didn't sound like Audrey 2 from the movie, but he did a good job. He made it his own. And, like, for me, I just wanted to do Feed Me Seymour. Like, <laughs> I felt I could have done a better job I'm just
2: saying
0: but I still I still love this creature and uh the original ending to little shop of horrors was that a a a giant group of Audrey twos would wind up taking over the world as giant 50 60 foot tall Venus flytraps. that it basically Eat and enslave the world, uh, but they ended up not going with that because test audiences were like, "Nah, not what we're looking for." But Jay, we're at the final one, number one, the number one giant movie monster. And you, some people may argue that this is not a giant movie monster, but for me, it is because these creatures were all created in a lab. They are not representative of the original creatures. They are an amalgamation of multiple DNA strands that were basically bastardized by one scientist who created what he thought that the company he was working for wanted in their attractions. More teeth. Bigger. better, Not real. The imagination of what people have brought to life. This is Rexy, the T-Rex, from Jurassic Park.
2: Anybody
1: hear that? It's a, um, it's an impact harm is what it is. I'm fairly alarmed here. Come on, come on, come on, come on. We gotta get out of here. gotta get out of here. Now, now, right now. Go, 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 let's go. Hey, start the engine.
0: Must go faster I don't think there's anything more terrifying than something that was once real brought back to life 60 65 million years later and forced to interact with humanity the, the you know the Jeep is flipped over and the t-rex is tearing down the you know the, the cables and 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 it finally reveals itself in the rain. It is as a child watching it, my butthole puckered just a bit because I was like, "Oh shit, it's a sight it's to just, behold." It's
1: a sight to behold, you know. And it's so effective. And they did such a good job within the movie, but also with the the design. And,
0: and it's also iconic. Like I talked about Camp, uh, you know, uh, Cret- uh, Cretaceous, yeah, earlier, and. You know where Indominus Rex played a large role in in season one. Like in season two, they still use that terror to great effect.
1: Yeah, there's just a sense it's of like, there, there's a sense of no hope. They're that effective, scary, dangerous. Uh, you know, I mean, just intimidating. Well, it's unpredictable because I mean, it's, 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 it's a wild so animal. Yeah, it, it, it really is, and it's just and when you're vulnerable and you're there. In their zone, not
0: protected. Right. That's one of the things I you're love. You're immersed in this movie. You, you feel it. I, I mean, love the idea it is that what like it is. humanity can like. Let's say you're in a jungle and you come. Because when you're like, all right, for example, all right,
1: just off topic a little bit, not really, but you know, a giant Godzilla storming the city. You're not thinking he's like looking at you and like you know hunting no. you out. He's just fucking shit up, and you're just. But this Casual. is this is a
0: twelve to fifteen foot tall creature that can still look you yes. in the eyes.
1: He is still hunting. He wants to eat well, your food. I don't mean I don't mean to correct you, you on gender roles,
0: but it's a she.
1: My bad. Thank you, David. Once, <laughs> as always. It's a she. As always. But um, again, how do you know they're all female? Is somebody yeah. go out in the park and pull up the dinosaur skirts? It's-
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> but it is a shit. But anyway, anyway, uh, but I mean, I I think just the reveal of this creature and the idea that went into it, like the the fact that like Steven Spielberg very easily once he saw how stop motion looked versus how what 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 ILM was able to do with right. CGI, he very easily could have been like, oh, we're gonna film this whole thing in CGI, could have but he also let the let the departments go to work the special effects and and the art department go to work on on it and he they brought in a quote-unquote life-sized animatronic yeah and and did it. For real, it adds it adds to it because it's something tangible. It's something you can, you almost feel like you could reach out and touch. And exactly, I, I did. I was at Universal Studios. I met I, I met a, one of the replicas one of the one of the big you know dinosaur replicas, and I got to take my picture with it. I got to touch it. I got to feel its rubbery you know silicone skin and and everything like that. And standing there at its feet, taking pictures with its with its head like leaning down towards me. I got to imagine just for a minute what it felt like to be Gennaro sitting on the fucking shitter and getting picked up by this fucking thing and fucking eaten. And it's like it's it would be truly terrifying. Like imagination aside, like you walk outside, you see a fucking T-Rex. Where are you going? In the opposite fucking direction. Yeah. <laughs> That's where you're going. Doesn't I it? know.
1: And, and and kudos to everybody involved because you know, sp- especially Spielberg because this worked. Right so goddamn well. It's
0: the build up to it,
1: right? Like I mean it's it's But it's everything, Dave.
0: Even even when it's there. It's the guitar string. It's just as effective. That is the, that is that is that is attached to the bottom of the It uh, looks real of the uh, of the of the dashboard and you're plucking it and you see the ripples because it's so large that like it causes sure. such percussion as it walks. It's it's genius. It's the build up to it. I love it. it. And like it the more i think about
1: it the more i just yeah. respect it, you know, you, you, you know you, you really do. You can't not like uh, you know, a lot I, of people do say that Jurassic Park is the sleeper best.
0: Yeah, I
1: know Spielberg I, film.
0: I know like gun owners talk about like fecalators. Like like one look at this gun and someone would shit him and herself. When y- you look at the T Rex, you go, yeah. If I came face to face with that thing, I'd shit myself. Like you know, and, and and it makes its way here as a movie monster because it's both effective as a monster and actually is a monster because it's not an accurate representation of what T-Rexes look like, but what our, what our cultural imagination has created and what Dr. Wu has blended together in DNA yes. to create. thank you. And has made like a, a essentially a killing machine until he outdoes himself and does the right. Indominus Rex. But we all know who wins that fight in Jurassic World. <laughs> Nostalgia will always be out what is new. Correct. So, uh, I love I love Rexy, I love this T Rex, I love its design, and I think you know to just to top it all off, the cherry on top is just how wonderful the sound of its roar is, mm-hmm. because it starts our show, it starts our show, and it ends our show. It yeah, that's right. how iconic you're I right. think the roar of the T Rex is. So like when you hear that, you go, yeah, that's Jurassic Park. That's yeah. That's fucking iconic. You know exactly who it is. I understand that it is equally as iconic as Kong and Godzilla, which didn't make our main list. They're our top tens, but they didn't make our main list because I think to me and you, they're roar
1: isn't as iconic though, David. <laughs> I
0: would say I, I think Godzilla has a pretty iconic it's one. It's close. It's close. Yeah. But I, I would say, like, you know, as we always talk about with our top fives, these are our favorites. Which is also tied into nostalgia. And part of King of Kong and Godzilla is not our nostalgia. Yeah. It's not yeah, part of I our know, And
1: I know, and I, I apologize, everybody. We like to explain that to everybody um, it, right, but you never I, know we have so many new listeners because you know, I'll get the comments
0: just, where's Rodan sure right sure, sure, you know where's yeah. where, where's Mothra where's where's this creature in your top 10 list and yeah. it's like it it's not our wheelhouse it's not our thing and for me to talk about them and put them on our list would be completely disingenuous but putting a T-Rex on my list
1: that specific, that's us it's us. that specific t-rex. and it's honest we're fucking honest yeah. I mean you guys know all that yeah. you, you definitely know that <laughs>
0: we're a little too honest <laughs> So, uh, but I'm still looking forward to, you know, Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, because I want to see an ape it, I, it, punch I think a giant iguana in the face. I think it looks
1: like a lot of fun. Yeah, but uh, like it but, looks better than I expected it. But
0: aren't aren't like the scales really stacked against King Kong, right? Because like I understand that they've they've upped the size of Kong technically. Yeah, in I, this well, movie to true. match that of, of Godzilla. But I mean, Kong's got fists. He's got teeth. And and, and it, we saw when Kong's going on, he's a serviceable fighter. He'll get the job done if he needs to. I think But does he have atomic breath? You know what I mean? Like like I think it's gonna be a little bit more of a
1: human story slash Kong yeah. versus okay. Godzilla.
0: Okay. Because I think because of what you just said. How long before we find out that Mothra is the name both of the help help their parents, right? Uh, well, wait, your mother's name is Mothra too? Mothra <laughs> Mothra. Mothra! because <laughs> oh, uh, it's basically it's basically batman v superman right of course of they're course. enemies until naturally. they have to team up against naturally against a larger threat yes thanos is back <laughs> thanos, <laughs> thanos <laughs> has the glove on and godzilla <laughs> just goes <laughs> it just squishes him. <laughs> it's just like you didn't even get to snap his fingers i'm so excited for this movie uh, i but i think like you <laughs> I think I'm excited for Godzilla and Kong because it's like what the fuck else I got. That's exactly why. <laughs> what the fuck else? That's I got? exactly why. I haven't been in really, and I'm gonna go to the fucking
1: theater to see this too. I
0: haven't been truly impressed by a Godzilla movie, you know, in in like a long time. So it's like it's oh. not like I was in love with Gareth Edwards' 2014 ones. It wasn't like I was in love with with uh, King of the Monsters, which came out, you know, 2018. Uh, 2019. I'm kind of excited to see uh, my boy Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah, it's on the like screen. he's a new one. It's just kind of like I. I, you know, I, And I didn't really love Kong Skull Island, but like they built this universe, and it's I like, know. I'm willing to take the ride with them, because they put the effort in, and I know that uh, other right. people really like it. There, there's an ardent fan base for it. Yeah, and, and, it,
1: and it won't go away.
0: Right, and each time I go to watch one of these movies, I'm like, I just want to see like, what do you see in it, because I'm not seeing it. Well, we're
1: never going to... That's that's like um I'm never going to It's s- like a fetish almost I know. like like it's it's either in you or it's not
0: I'm like you I'm a voyeur I'm just watching <laughs> I'm just watching it happen Yeah yeah I'm enjoying it I'm not in love with it, but like it's yeah. like I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I'm, so. not, I'm
1: not nutting. I'm not getting off on it, but, right. you know, it's... Uh, Half chub. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm cool. having a good time. I'm, a, I'm cool.
0: enjoying my experience. Yeah. So anyway, that's why we did our <laughs> list. So if you disagree with our list, if you would like to tell us how wrong we are in our top fives, for our ordering was all wrong, please feel free to reach out to us on social media. You can reach me on Twitter at SuperMoviePod.
1: Facebook super movie bros podcast, Instagram super movie bros. And on
0: Twitter, you can reach me at J underscore SMB. And if you're really enjoying the show uh, and this is your second, third, fourth, fifth episode you're listening to, please consider leaving us a five star review on Apple podcasts. You may listen to us on another platform, but it's really just going to take five minutes of your time to, to, to log into Apple podcasts and Leave us a five star review, any type of review, write us a message and we'll be happy to read it on the show. Yes, please. Thank you. Because that's how we get seen and that's how our show can grow in listenership is by people seeing like, Oh man, they're really rated high. And it's like, Yeah. Because we do work. <laughs> son. Uh, and then, of course, if you're really enjoying the show, you'd like some more Super Movie Bros. content, you want some of that pre roll content, you want some of the exclusive top fives that we do. It's good shit. You have to check out our Patreon. That's slash Super Movie Bros. podcast. There we post additional episodes that you can get for just $1 a month. Just $1 a month gets you in on the access for the extra episodes that we have over there. And then, of course, we are part of a network. We are part of the Age of Radio Podcasting Network. So head over to ageofradio.org and check out Super Movie Bros and all the other great shows that are part of the Age of Radio Podcasting Network. I want to thank all of you guys for listening. Have a great one. Cheers. Cheers.